0: Hey friend, and welcome back to the Vision Driven Health podcast. Today's episode is going to be super cool because last week I talked about creating freedom in your health and how to do that in partnership with Jesus. And today's conversation is a fantastic follow-up to that because Jessica does a really good job of explaining how to use your body in order to make healthy choices that serve your goals in a way that's super balanced. She's been doing this for a very long time, and I feel like her method and process is going to give you some really great tangible takeaways as, like I said, a great follow-up to last week's episode. And I also wanted to just say thank you so much to every single one of you. Last week, I got to celebrate. It's been two months since this podcast launched. And we have over 2000 downloads. And again, this is because of you. I'm so grateful. We have also ranked top number 28 nutrition in the US. We've ranked number 21 in Sweden in nutrition. We've ranked number eight in nutrition in Norway. We ranked number 88 in nutrition in Canada. And I can't remember the exact number, but I know we also ranked in South Africa. And we also ended up We're currently a top 2% globally ranked podcast. And I keep saying we because, again, I feel like this is a community endeavor. This is because you continue to listen. And my big hope is you continue to be blessed by this content. And I really hope that today's episode blesses you as well. I have a feeling you're going to want to share it with your friends. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Do you find yourself struggling to consistently implement healthy habits? Do you lack energy, confidence, and motivation because of stress, overwhelm, and shame for having not gotten it together by now? Friend, there is hope and grace for your health. Hey, I'm Robin Roy McDonald, host of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I'm a follower of Jesus, a wife, a mama of two, and a seminarian turned health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here. I found myself in my early 20s captive to cravings and convenience. 20 pounds heavier, super tired, with a face full of acne. I could not figure out how to maintain healthy habits until I discovered the power of aligning my choices with God's vision. Ten years and two kids later, by the grace of God, I'm still prioritizing my health and feeling amazing. If you are over quick fixes and are ready to feel good in your own skin, then grab a giant water bottle and let's dive on in. As a reminder, the Vision Driven Health podcast is under the umbrella of Mabel Health Incorporated. The content on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended for medical advice. It does not take the place of medical advice or treatment from a physician. Listeners should consult their own doctor or a qualified healthcare professional for specific health concerns and questions. Friend, I am extremely excited to bring today's guest. I had the honor and privilege of getting to be on Jess's show and in our conversation before, during the recording, after, even before this recording, it's uncanny how many things we align on, how many similarities we have, and her perspective and heart for health and Jesus is something I know you're going to appreciate. So we have Jessica. She is a mom, a wife, a boss, and who is super passionate about health. She is a registered dietitian, and she has been working in the health industry for the last 15 years. She runs a medical nutrition therapy clinic, and she's also an adjunct professor for nutrition at the University of New Mexico. She has certifications in eating disorders and sports dietetics. And she has been trained as a certified wellness coach and American Council on exercise group fitness ex- instructor. So many amazing certifications <laughs> in education. And her passion is fueling women's awesome with empowered eating. So Jess, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me, Robin. Yay. So we're going to open up. And one of the things that, I mean, already your education, your background, your approach to nutrition, I love all of it. But my favorite thing about you is your heart for Jesus. And I would love to hear how your passion for empowering women and your relationship with God has brought you to where you are today.
1: Oh, I love that question. So Jesus is a huge part of my story and why I'm at where I'm at. So I'm gonna try to like condense it. But um, so I struggled with an eating disorder when I was in college and honestly, like didn't even know I had an eating disorder. I wasn't concerningly thin. So nobody noticed, you know, nobody was worried about me, but um, I was engaging in all sorts of really unhealthy patterns And I ended up, I was really, really blessed. I was able to go study abroad and I left like all my environment, all, I was in some like not great situations. I was with a not great um, boyfriend at the time, had no faith connection whatsoever, but I ended up like upping and leaving it and going across to the other side of the world. And this was, gosh, you know, it's been 17 years now. So it's been a long time. So this was before we had, this is crazy. I'm going to sound old, but before we had iPhones, and before we had like the ability to FaceTime. So I remember like getting off the plane and it's not like, it's one thing to go to another country, but it's like another to go without the connections that we have now. So I remember getting off the plane and like, I had no idea who I was meeting. I met some random person with a little sign that had the school I was going to. (laughs) Like I couldn't even call my parents for like four days because I had to go buy a cell phone over there. So wow, yeah, crazy. (laughs) That's,
0: Yeah, in this day and age. I mean I think we're similar in age, but it's like we've lived in two different worlds that two different worlds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It blows my mind. Like I think of sending my kids abroad with the technology we have now and I'm like, Oh (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I went over there and it was a really cool thing because I was completely removed from everything I knew as normal and it gave me space to start to reevaluate. And I actually started having dreams. And Like, God prompted me in my dream and was like, You need a Bible again. Like, you need to pray. And so, yeah, I randomly like called my mom and I was like, I I need a Bible, which is funny. I I didn't go buy one. I asked my mom to mail me one. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Which she did. She was so sweet. Um, And yeah, I had a few other dreams that prompted some other interactions. So that's when Jesus came back into my life. It was when I was abroad. And it was like, so I struggled with bulimia and if you know anything about eating disorders, um, there's like different uh, characteristics and personality traits kind of with each one. Mm -hmm. And with bulimia, we tend to be like all or nothing people. Like we Mm -hmm. are, you know, we binge and purge on food. We binge and purge on relationships, on decisions on. And so I always say I purged bulimia. Like I just turned it off when I was out there and That was a completely God-driven thing. Um, I still had work to do. You know, I still had to work through a lot of the personality stuff, a lot of my ability to communicate with people and learn how to take care of my body in healthy ways. But it was really God who said, like, we're done with this and I have a new path for you. And so I ended up coming back and I was on a, I mean, just a different person, completely different person came back
0: to the United
1: States that so year. cool. Yeah. So then I ended up graduating and actually graduated with my degree in biology. So I went back to school because I knew I wanted to be a dietitian that supported people building healthy relationships with food and learn how to take care of their body in empowered ways, which is what I do now. Uh, I love that. I think that's so
0: cool. I mean, that's who God is, right? He pursues us and we love because he first loved us. And I just I think that's the coolest thing that you had this dream that Crazy. was so clear to you. And you literally were like, mom, I need this. That's just, uh, it's so cool. And to see the, the chain of events of how he brought that healing in your body and led you to doing what you're doing now, what you're doing so amazing at. So I am excited to hear your thoughts on this. And so I'm really excited to get into biofeedback, but I think it's so cool awesome that your approach is all about for the sake of empowered eating. And that's one of the things that we're really aligned on. So just to give clarity to the listeners, when you say empowered eating, what do you mean by that?
1: So empowered eating is the model I use to help people come to this space of like balancing a good relationship with food, a healthy, productive relationship with food and the science we have about food. And so I break it down into three parts. So number one, which I know you and I are like totally vibe on this, is our values, like getting really clear on why we want to take care of our body, of our vessel, and making it about serving God, serving a bigger purpose, having more energy to do what we can do of longevity. You know, coming into the health world with that lens it changes everything as opposed to like I want to lose weight or right. you know, I want to look a certain way. So That's first and foremost. And then I think of like a little Venn diagram. So we've got the values on one and then we overlap two other components. And one of those is what I call biofeedback, which is how your body responds to the way you're taking care of it. And then the other piece is nutrition science. And that's like Mm. the, you know, the, the, cause there is a lot of really cool nutrition science. Like, right. If we add this food, it can do that. If we do, if we tailored our sports nutrition in this way, we can get these results. But I think we have to have it layered over the other two. Otherwise it gets too obsessive. So I pull all three together.
0: So good. I mean, literally the definition of Venn diagram is there's this balance, like you're showing exactly how those work together. So then you, so you touched on it. And I think it's also really cool that you, have these different elements and how they play off of each other. They keep each other in check. So what would be different about this approach and being empowered in your eating than say intuitive eating?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. So in in intuitive eating, the main focus is balancing biofeedback or what they call something, it's called interoceptive awareness. So being able to read your body's hunger and fullness cues and balancing that with gentle nutrition which is Mm. implementing like, you know, adequate protein, like eating fruits and vegetables. So a lot of like the targeted nutrition goals that we work with clients on often. Now, that is an amazing place to be. But as a sports dietitian, I found myself kind of going, yeah, but sometimes like we want to be a little bit more intentional to see an outcome or a result. And that result doesn't have to be weight loss, but like maybe... I wanna see how strong I could get. Or maybe yes. I have an athlete that has an event coming up and and we can't just eat intuitively or gently. Like there there are people who want kind of that other um I don't want to call it the next level, but a different uh a different level. So I don't think <laughs> it's better, just a different level, right? Sure. Yeah. And being more intentional with what they eat. So that's why I came up with the empowered eating model. Um, because I was like, I just can't live in this intuitive space always for everyone, especially because I work with so many athletes.
0: I love that so much. And it's, it's so fun because I feel like the more you talk, the more I'm like, I just love your perspective and how you do things, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's something I've seen as a challenge when, and you, you see it all over social media. And I think I see it a lot too, from dietitians because I I'm, I mean, I didn't, I didn't take those. I mean, I'm not a dietitian. I didn't take those classes. I don't know what they're being taught, but it seems a very similar message of intuitive eating, and they all are very anti diet. They're all very almost to an extreme where it feels like, well, like do like it. It feels inadequate. It feels like
1: we're worse, are uh, with the word um like missing a piece we're settling
0: we're settling Settling.
1: yes and yeah yeah and you know honestly I struggled with that for a long time because I all I taught was intuitive eating for gosh probably like eight years um and that's what I was primarily in the eating disorder realm and you know in when you're recovering from an eating disorder intuitive eating is an incredible bridge it is something that I think is very very powerful But yeah, I did struggle with that because I got to this point where it was actually, I started working with a few MMA fighters. That's really big out here in New Mexico. And they had to make weight. So we had to talk about weight cuts and like some really tactical nutrition stuff. And I was like, this feels weird. Like I feel almost like I'm cheating on my eating disorder background. And so I had to do some work through that. And and this is where Empowered Eating came because I finally came to this place where I'm like, yeah, but people's values are different and they're different at different seasons in our life. So for an MMA fighter, you know, her making weight pays her family is something she's deeply passionate about and worked her entire life to get where she's at. Like, who am I to say she can't cut weight because Mm -hmm. I think it's obsessive, right? Right. And so that's really where I was like, I can't operate under this model exclusively anymore. Like I have to have another piece so that there is customization in it because i do think it can get a bit extreme.
0: I, yes, i love that you wanted to create the customization but i also feel like you're adding weight and value to it and you're you're making it a healthier thing because in the in the name of health and in the name of getting out of an eating disorder intuitive eating has swung so far that it has almost become this unhealthy, like fear of putting any kind of—I don't want to say intentionality because there's still intentionality. That's kind of what it's about, but it's—it's it's almost putting a fear of like, well, I don't want to like track anything. I don't want any like real data on stuff because, it, and it's like, wait, like if you're afraid of any, yeah, go ahead. I was like, I don't want to be diet culturey. You know, I don't want to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's creating a whole nother thing. And, the, and it's all still diet culture. And so I think you've just created this thing that's so cool. And it's so balanced. It's so helpful. And you know, coming back to biofeedback. I think this is such an important piece to keep it balanced, because you can have, like you said, the nutrition science, you have the values. So getting back to biofeedback, how, like, how do you, I guess, more detail on, what is biofeedback and how does that play into this model that you've created
1: yeah so i think this is a, a lot of what you do and you talk about with your clients and that's simply biofeedback is simply looking at like how does my body respond to what i'm doing it and doing it from a neutral non-judgmental curious yes. standpoint right mm-hmm. it's like so, um, when I think of biofeedback, the main ones I think about are like your bowel movements, what's happening with your poop report, <laughs> right? Uh, so important, <laughs> so important, your hormone levels, like how is your cycle? Are you on a normal cycle? Um, do you have a predictable like PMS cycle? What are your symptoms? Um, we can look at some of like the, uh, there's some indications of like food sensitivities and that can show up in like acne and skin rashes and hair loss, So we can look at all those things. And then of course we look at like sleep and energy level is a really powerful one. That's something I think we forget to look at often is like, how energetic am I after I eat this food? Like food is fuel. And how do I feel after I eat it? Like, do I feel like going back to work or do I feel like taking a nap? And that's super important to look at. So those are a few of them. And then, you know, of course people, I, I was telling you this before we got on, like, if I could get everybody off the scale, I would. It's just, that's like one of my things. So I'm like, I don't think you need your weight to tell you, like, you'll know if you lost weight or you'll know if you gained weight, but people want it. And so right. I really encourage using, if you're going to use the scale, like using it against the backdrop of all biofeedback. So like, Tracking it over time and looking at a graph instead of a single data point and being fair, you know, tracking on maybe Mondays and Fridays, and that's it. Like, don't reactively weigh because you ate something bad last night. Yes. I'm doing like air quotes bad last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then measurements. Like, if you, you know, if you're going to see numbers and you want to see your weight, you might as well do measurements so you can see where your body's changing. Cause I mean, as you know, like people who exercise are going to change and might gain weight, but if right. we're gaining weight in our thighs, that's different right central adiposity so yeah
0: love that that's so helpful and I think you know again coming back to culture we're we're constantly fighting against what culture's told us is success in it and the scale Mm -hmm. has been the thing and you know even to well-meaning precious people that are you know posting about their weight loss like it's like I've lost this many pounds and I'm and it's all around that and you know what does it look like for people to say I have more energy than ever, or I feel more in tune with my body than ever, or I feel like I actually slept through the night. Like for a lot of people, that's revolutionary. (laughs) Yeah. And I just think that there's, there's so much more to how God's created our body to Mm -hmm. what we can experience in it besides seeing that number move. And I'll even say, uh, to touch on the scale, I, I would love to gain, (laughs) this is why I wanted to talk (laughs) about the, Uh, sports nutrition is like I want to gain muscle like that's like Mm -hmm. what I really want and so when I step on a scale and I see that I'm like dropping weight I'm like oh no I'm like please don't be muscle and so I it's interesting because there's so many different goals and associations with it And for me I want to see it go up and feel and I I use the biofeedback I want to see it go up and I want to feel strong Mm -hmm. I want to feel you know, like I can, like, that's the result for me. Right. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and it's, and and I, and I, and the value for it is like, I want to feel strong. Cause I know that muscle is a huge factor for metabolic health and gives me longevity. I want to feel strong because it allows me to show up for my kids. Like there's just so much more to it. Mm-hmm. So when you're guiding your clients, how does biofeedback How do you guide them into using that to guide their nutrition choices or to kind of shift the way they're approaching their eating and their diet?
1: Great question. So I love that. Um, People who use biofeedback, what it does is it allows their body to tell them what the next steps are instead of me tell them. Oftentimes they come and they're like, hey, Jess, can you write me a meal plan? Can you put my macros? And I will, I mean, I will do it if that's what they really want, (laughs) but I tend to push them towards this other area first. Like, well, let's add more protein and see what happens. Like, you know, let's see what happens when we do eat this amount of fruits and veggies. So I'll give them targeted nutrition goals and then give them measurable things to look at. Like, what is your energy level on a scale of one to 10 after we eat this snack that we mapped out for you compared to what you were eating before? So In other words, it's not me saying like, I want you to eat X, Y, and Z. It's like, here are some suggestions. Now let's see what your body says. And what it does is it creates that internal validation to continue to do it. Instead of them doing something because some random dietitian told them to do it, you know, they now know, oh, I do this because my experience told me that this was an excellent thing to do. And next time when I'm in this situation, I feel confident making this decision, it moves the emotion, which is super cool. I mean, uh, you know, this in your field, there's so much emotion tied into food. And when we can start looking at biofeedback, it allows us to kind of separate from that emotion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did that answer the question?
0: It did. And it's so okay, good. good. <laughs> it, did, it did. And it's so good because I, I hope people listening see the value of that and maybe, and even taking a moment to think back to, you know, all these Maybe all the times you've tried different diets and whatnot, where it's like, we, we try the thing and we do it because so-and-so lost so much weight on it. And so we just, I don't know, I just got to only eat this and this, or I got to mm-hmm. do this or that. And, you know, maybe you get the success, maybe you don't. And people wonder why it doesn't last, but here you're talking about this. This is a very holistic, integrative approach where you're learning why you're doing it. You're seeing, you're literally becoming all the more aware of your own body And how it responds and thinking about, like, you know, that's, I'm sure, so different from so many people's experience in the different diets and approaches that they've had in the past. Like, I just think that's invaluable for creating health in your body. So, this is all so good. Jess, if you could give just a couple of tips, if someone's like, okay, this sounds amazing, Jess has this awesome balanced approach, I wanna learn what my body's telling me, I wanna, you know, test this out. What are like maybe three to five things that you would say, hey, here's some things you can look at and do to test this for yourself and experience biofeedback?
1: Yeah. So I think before anybody does any next level nutrition stuff like macro counting or any of that, like check some of the basics. So one, like, are you hydrating yourself? And how do we know if we're hydrated is what color is your urine? Like, is it light? that is biofeedback? Yeah. And like, let's make sure that we are hydrated throughout the day. And can we even wake up in the morning and our first um, pee trip be a lighter color instead of quite so dark. So looking at that and then the two I always start with um, is a focus on protein. Just, yeah, we women just don't get it. Right. I mean, we have to work to get it, you know? Yep. So looking to build a meal that has my, my targets usually like at least 20 grams of protein Mm -hmm. and see how that impacts your day. See how that impacts your hunger. See how that impacts your workout. And if you start with getting a minimum of 20 grams of protein at every meal, see what happens. And then the third is like, (laughs) it's not sparkly at all, (laughs) but the research shows less than 20% of Americans do this. Okay, And that is eating adequate fruits and veggies. Less than oh, 20% yeah. of us do that. <laughs> I think it's less than that, isn't it?
0: I thought it was like,
1: I, I think, think that like, was like a, probably an older reference. It was the USDA um, data survey where they they um, surveyed Americans to see it and less than 20% eat adequate veggies. And I think fruit was a little bit higher. But
0: But then it's probably based on their guidelines, which are probably pretty low as well. So it's like probably less than 20% of people are getting like, two servings or like I know. whatever it well, is
1: well they recommend the usda recommends at least five so i mean i okay. they're yeah they're they've got a good recommendation but that's hard to get to like it, I it is that, i don't get there intuitively <laughs> it takes a
0: lot of intentionality and i think it finding does. like those meals that just become kind of part of your rotation where it's like they have it built in but if you're Probably. not thinking about it and doing that oh yeah like i no, it's no, it's tough. Yeah,
1: it is tough. But so, you know, to say that if you're one of those people, you're not alone, like myself included, yeah. I have to work towards that. But try that and see how different you feel. And, you know, Robin, going back to like kind of what we were talking about earlier, uh, it, about um, the anti-diet culture kind mm-hmm. of being more extreme. This was a part of my own story. It was right after I had my first kiddo. Mm-hmm. I had been deep and intuitive eating. I mean, just eating whatever the heck I want. And I was in my 20s. So it it honestly didn't impact my body too much, Sure. Um, which, you know, that is what it is. But (laughs) after having a baby, oh, I could feel it. And all of a sudden I was like, you know, I could do a better job and let's see what happens when I start adding in some intentionality. And I did. I started eating salads for lunch again, which for a long time I had labeled as like diet culture-y, right? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and
1: I just, I started adding a bit more balance and the energy difference was astounding Yeah, how much more energy I had. So, so yeah, um lots of, lots of things in there, but ultimately some of those basics like hydration, protein mm-hmm. and fruits and veggies, most of us don't do unless we are intentional about it so if you start there and start reading your body's own biofeedback that can run for a long time for people oh yeah oh yeah those are
0: those are the main game changers I would absolutely agree and really you know trying those things and saying how does my energy feel Mm -hmm. I was just talking to a friend yesterday and I was like write down everything you eat and like because she's struggling with some different symptoms and so I was like write down the symptoms that you're struggling with and like keep track of what you eat and which ones happen that day. And you're Mm -hmm. going to be able to see like, okay, I didn't drink enough water or I didn't have enough protein or like, and this is how I felt, or my energy was low or whatnot. And so anybody, we have people on here who like making like cute charts or using cute pens. Like if you need that for motivation to do it, that could be a great way to keep track and have that biofeedback for yourself to see what's actually working and what's not. Well, Jess, this has been so good and so valuable. I think there's so much gold in what you've created from your experience, your education. And this is something that I think, I mean, I'm sure with all of your clients and even your students, that's so cool that there are students who are hearing from you and getting to learn this as well. Um, But what, where can listeners find more from you and how can they learn how to work with you?
1: Yeah. So I host the Fuel Her Awesome podcast, which I just had you on and it's great. It's going to drop. I don't know when you're dropping this one, but it's going to drop on July 3rd. So super excited for listeners to hear you. Um, So yeah, they can find me over there. I drop an episode every week at least. And then I have a free workshop that gives the top three mistakes that people make when trying to eat intuitively and hit their goals. And so that can really jumpstart people on their empowered eating journey. And that can be found over at justbrownrd.com.
0: Awesome. And I'm going to link that in the show notes. So if anybody wants to grab that, you can just click there and take advantage of that. Otherwise, Jess, thank you so much. This has been such a blessing. And I look forward to hearing how people benefit from what you've shared.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Robin.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Vision Driven Health Podcast today. I hope this episode inspired you, supported you, and blessed you in some way. If it did, it would mean the world if you would leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcast and share this episode on your social media. The more reviews and shares this gets, the more people can be blessed and encouraged in creating a Jesus-centered, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. If you want to hang with me and other Jesus-loving ladies who are creating healthy habits that last, be sure to join my free Facebook group, The Made Well Mastermind. Use the link in the show notes to join. Be blessed with hope, joy, and health. I'll see you next week.